Sanitya thank you very much for uh, yeah. coming on to this podcast and i'm really excited to speak to you so it's uh, if i start from my childhood i'm the youngest of three siblings i have three two elder sisters and my father was a mechanic my father is a mechanical engineer from bich pilani and he has his own business even at the age of 83 so he is my source of inspiration he runs an old age home himself and he doesn't believe that age he you know getting old is uh, related to age so he's a wonderful example for me to live with and he is a president of mulund fine arts mulund is a place where i was born and brought up that's a small suburb in bombay next to thana i don't know whether you know about it so he is also the president of mulund fine arts so he runs around organizing musical talents and shows and carnatic music and so it's amazing he is wow. my mentor guide and spiritually and everything and he's my everything and my two sisters are happily married and uh, they have their own lives uh my journey from uh, childhood was it was a wonderful childhood it was a good childhood i had good parents my mother was a, a ba in music so you can imagine an engineer marrying an artist she was a performing <laughs> artist <laughs> so we had classes going on through the day in our childhood you know veena what classes, kind of music was that veena carnatic music carnatic music okay. so she used to she used to teach veena and she was a principal of mulun fine arts school and there were classes going on continuously at home veena classes and uh, music lessons so we all three are good singers we are classically trained awesome all three of us so did and, you guys learn veena at all did you learn that uh, yeah instrument? i learned veena and there is something Amazing. that no jnmci knows about me till today and that is i'm a classically trained bharatanatyam dancer wow so <laughs> classical classical carnatic classical music that is singing music. vocal Veena, Veena, and also Brudangam, Brudangam, and you also learned Brudangam as well. Brudangam as well. And Amazing. I and my sister used to dance together and give performances on stage. Uh-huh. Uh, even after internship, I we used to dance. It frankly, it all ended when my mother died. So that's another story to say. But uh, uh, this was my cultural background and upbringing. So, so your dad's uh, name culture. was, if I remember, I'm just going to guess now. you were nitya rajgopalan right yes 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 not rajgopalan rajgopal rajgopal okay yeah and you can imagine bits pilani b bsc physics followed by mechanical engineer and in bits pilani and has all yeah. ha, and has all culturally uh, you know inclined uh, children even though he himself is but he wanted an academically trained kid so i wanted to please my dad so i wanted to be an engineer and take over his business but uh-huh. uh, the sad part was i hate maths I was uh-huh. really pathetic in physics, and yeah. I can't understand a word of chemistry. So he was very <laughs> honest about it, and he told me, "How are you going to do engineering? The only subject I liked was biology." So uh-huh. uh, fast forward all that, entered JNMC. So now let's. That was my childhood. A few things about your about your childhood there. So you 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 were brought up in Mumbai, is that right? Mumbai, yeah. Mumbai around born the Mumbai area. Mumbai, yeah. Born and brought up in Mumbai. Born and brought up in Mumbai, and. I don't know much about Mumbai. I've only visited a few times. Um yeah. I know for a fact that it is like a melting pot of India that means there are a lot of people from all other cultures and stuff like that. Now yes. coming from a southern Indian very traditional music cultural family was that a uh, this Was is that a, a little different point that you've raised? 
because I grew up in Mulund. Mulund, fifty percent population is Tamilian. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, very, that's very right. Very, <laughs> very uh, interesting uh, topography that we have in Bombay. Bombay has got South Indians in two places. One is uh-huh. Mulund, and uh-huh. other is Matunga. Okay. So my dad was very smart. He didn't want any of us to have the Xavierite culture or the you know Bandra or South Bombay culture. So because uh-huh. he was brought up in Trichy. My mother was from Chennai. She was a little more uh, outgoing, uh, forward-thinking so, than my. So Tamil, it was your Tamil. mother. Tamil, Tamil was, uh, yeah, Tamil your, was. What uh, you spoke at home when you were growing yeah, up. Yeah, we spoke. And, I'm and a so Tamil in, Brahmin. Uh, I'm not talking about the caste aspect of it, but uh-huh. that is a very, very important part of who we grew up. Uh-huh. And my, uh, I mean, how we grew up. And my dad was very, very, very particular that none of us fall in love. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, very very stuck up, and he was yeah. an atheist. He was an atheist. That is interesting. So Tamil, very, he was a hardcore atheist. Okay, he used to rationalist. Read different, very rationalist. very. Okay. Uh, so we had a very different <clears throat> upbringing. We used to wear. We were very sober. We used to have the sporter. We used to have long oily chotis. We had cultural background. We didn't believe in God, though my mm. mother did. Yeah. Uh, but we used to celebrate all festivals and most of the people we interacted with were But then uh, most of southern indian carnatic music is actually hymns of god which either tyagaraja or muthuswami dikshitar yeah. or whatever so it is so how was enjoyed, that He enjoyed the music He enjoyed the yeah He enjoyed the carnatic music but uh-huh. if a person will sit and he can argue for hours with anybody over god they say hindu gods themselves fight over each other how will have a unity you know and he is not for any religion uh-huh. but at the same time he was very clear that we should not go away from our religion very confused uh, uh, individual when it came to his daughters but he didn't want a mix of cultures he wanted that to remain and uh, he used to always keep telling you know uh, i don't know whether you know tamil he used to do like this i will put water on your head if uh-huh. you fall in love and run away you know uh, that means that the end of relationship so this is my background this is my upbringing Yeah. and i went to a local uh, state board so i knew marathi very well that was my third language uh-huh. and i went to kelkar college in uh, mulund which uh, every all lectures were in marathi so i know more of marathi than i know how to read and write tamil i can you know barely uh, read and write awesome. tamil but uh, yeah so I, and i can i understand gujarati very well because 50% of mulund was gujarati so i had so the very, other very half was awesome. mainly gujarati Ta- Mainly South Gujarati, awesome. yeah, and strict vegetarianism. <clears throat> that's another thing. No onion, no garlic. No, no onion, no garlic as well. No okay. garlic, no egg at home. So uh-huh. that was my upbringing. But that's it was pretty a strict. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very strict. I had. But I you had, know, there is an interesting mix of being that kind of strict, which usually you'll find in in religious in, people. In religious people, but then your dad was a yeah. rationalist or yeah. or an atheist, huh? Okay. Very different. He's very <laughs> yeah. interesting man. You should probably do a podcast on him. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I should. BSC. I should. He yeah. is BSc physics. He can talk for hours on uh, how he was a hardcore bhakt, uh, uh, and how in engineering college something happened. He never told us what happened, and he suddenly changed. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was a boys' college, so I don't think it was a girls. But yeah. <laughs> so something happened. Yeah. So that. completely changed him at least so he became a rational overnight almost and he read bertrand russell books even now quotes and bertrand he says russell. there's nothing like okay. ha, and idol worship is something he doesn't believe in mm-hmm. so he used to tell i am god and bring us up you know my sister actually grew up believing for 2 3 years that he was god 
Neetan, uh-huh. Naveen Barman and Navadgi, Suresh Navadgi. Okay. Out of this, Navadgi, after first year, I have no clue where he is. He took a transfer and he has not been in touch with any one of us. He is in, Naveen, the, he is in Australia, by the way. He is in Australia. Okay. He is, Why yeah. doesn't he join the group? He I should. think he is. I think he was in that epistle group, which he was, I, I thought know, he was there. I don't think he was there. How come? Uh, maybe I mean, he was not. Or maybe, I don't know how I know. I don't know. I, I used I, to have I, a Facebook account, which I don't have anymore. Um, I think okay. he was my f- friend on Facebook. I don't have Facebook very... anymore. So I just came out of it. Yeah, uh, even I. I. I have an account, but I don't use it. I anymore. don't have it's an account. I, can, I killed it. So <laughs> that is stupid of me because I had a lot of friends there, which I could connect yeah. to. But anyway, so. I hmm. met Sridhar Padagati in the reunion, first reunion. Awesome, and yeah. he was the same. He's an awesome guy. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so he needed to be silent. I don't know whether he was silent because of us or whether he is basically <laughs> silent. Poor fellow. He never got to speak. Thanks yeah. to me and Teju. So, uh, but very sweet guy. And he's uh-huh. a cardiothoracic surgeon. And uh, he's Bombay. a urologist. No, no, he's a cardiothoracic surgeon. Really? He's I thought. A, yes, he's a HOD a... of KM Hospital. He gave me his card. I found his card last week. So it's an authentic. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to meet him next time I go to Bombay. He's in Vikroli. Okay, so awesome. That was Padakati. I met Neetan in the second reunion. Uh-huh. And it was such a wonderful feeling. I can't tell you. Uh, you just rewind 25 years of your life, you know. And uh, uh, I can't describe what I felt. Because this was one guy who I, who I was not at all in touch with. Yeah. We were pretty close. I mean, as yeah. close as Nathan could be. See, he was a quiet guy, but I we could know that he was with us most of the time. You know, he was a team player, yeah. a good guy. So uh, it was so wonderful, you know, meeting him. I, Teju, and Nathan took a wonderful snap because we were the only three ones uh, <laughs> present the at the reunion, and yeah. it's uh, it was nice to see him. It was very nostalgic. So these uh, four are out now. Shushma was like a twin of Anagha, basically, you know. So that is what even we remember of her. Uh-huh. So Neela and Anagha, yes. Anagha too from day one. See, Anagha was Anagha Nimbalkar. Yes. So it was N-I-M. And yeah. I was N-I-T. Right. So we have always been Aage Piche, Aage Piche, Aage Piche for Viva, for right till the end, including internship. So I cannot tell you. That was one relationship. I'm isolating uh, that part from my table mates because it started from intense dislike of each other. Yeah. It was something that we took an instant dislike to each other. You know, uh, uh, we just used to not talk much. But you won't believe that yeah. that kind of a dis- intense dislike can go to a real, uh, you know, okay, now I tolerate you. I almost like you. Then I really, really like you. And then yeah. you become so close and you become, uh, you know, they it becomes very close after that. Yeah. Uh, very close. So, Anakha has been a very, very important part of my medical journey. Neil also. I lost two table mates, Neil and Prasuna. Oh, yeah. Both that's of right. them were very, very, very important in my life. And Neil especially was a wonderful fellow. I, can't, I, can, I just cannot, no words are enough to describe him. I'll come to Prasuna later. Neil was such a sensitive soul, you know. He was, he was a late child. Of his parents, they were very well known. Uh, they were very well known in Patna, mm-hmm. and it was in first year that he lost his mother. Oh, when you were in and the in the first when year, when we were the, uh, table uh, mates. Yeah, we literally had to rehabilitate him. You know, he was that lost, that broken. 
and we used to take him out and all of us as a unit you know all the 10 of us yeah uh, we go together really did our uh, wet together in this and we really felt his pain he was such a lo- that's when i realized that he was such a sensitive person you know he really really loved his mother and how he was unable to cope up with that loss mm-hmm. and uh, that's when i realized his nature you know extremely sensitive person and that is when he needed somebody to get you know attached to Yeah. and uh, he is that sort he needs a prop you know somebody that he uh, needs in his life and uh, that's when he got uh, very close to anagha and then mm-hmm. now next comes uh, prasuna mm. a wonderful girl she was our stabilizing force she was our mother she was our elder sister she was everything we used to go out of boundaries she used to get us all back we used to not study she used to get us in line i mean she was amazing i mean when you look at her it's like you are having your mother on your table you know at the moment we used to go focus on your studies all of you you know literally it's such a so, sad thing that prasuna had a very sad pa- thing passed out. a very very yeah. sad thing because i think uh, uh, next is teju i don't mm. need she doesn't need any introduction and uh, that's when <laughs> i realized that there is somebody who laughs more than me you know <laughs> and uh, our table more than more than anybody else i think more than anybody else Yeah. and uh, we got thrown out for laughing our entire <laughs> table has got and poor prasuna used to feel so upset and then we and teju decided you know for prasuna's sake we will stop laughing you know because she used to get hurt by it you know and by the end of of course the one year she started accepting that you know chalo let's also a little bit chill and she used to used to laugh a little and moti mat sir had given up on both of us Yeah. Every time we used to see him, we used to laugh on his face. I don't know what that disease we had. We had weird. We had a weird laughing disorder. Tejo yeah. used to do most of the detection. Oh, okay. And Neil yeah. used to read out a lot. Nitin mm. was quiet, and Prasuna was very, very padaku. Anagha yeah. and Chishma used to wait to run away. You know, let the detection get over and let. <laughs> and then run away. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I used to love the Grace, so I was called the Grace of the table. So. Oh, so you would, you would read Grey's Anatomy? Only oh. Grey's Anatomy. I I dislike Chaurasia with a passion. You must so. have been very um, a favorite of Doctor Doctor Srinivasa. Yeah, or <laughs> I don't know. No, but actually, I laughed so much that you know he didn't really <laughs> he, have he a good like impression <laughs> on me. <laughs> right. Okay, next comes biochemistry. Uh-huh. Biochemistry. I was famous for being intensely disliked by Totigar sir. I don't know why he had this instant dislike. So <laughs> yeah. most of and uh, you know we had this unique thing in biochemistry. Everybody used to come early for the lecture because nobody wanted to sit in the front rows. Everybody would occupy the back seats. <laughs> you will get the back seat only if you come early. That was a <laughs> okay. weird yeah, thing, yeah. you know. So I, as usual, got up very late once, and yeah. I got the seat right in front of him. Right <laughs> in front of him. and he only talks to the person in front of him and addresses the class and he was saying something and i couldn't answer as usual the, the worst subject for me chemistry i told him my worst subject yeah so what was what was happening in the class what he was describing i got so you know i have this problem i told you of laughing it's a disease okay i realize it's a disease laughing at inappropriate moments is a problem for me and he goes on and on and you know i started seeing his and he fell off the podium yeah Okay, uh, fell off means he just tripped, and <laughs> I, I, I was yeah. waiting. You know, I was like a pressure cooker. You know, who couldn't take it anymore, and, and, you, you, know, and you just laughed, and, and I then I just burst out laughing, and he threw me out. And then you now are wondering why he didn't like you. Uh, 
That's fine. See, I mean, you know <laughs> I answer, think the answer, right? yeah. So, and I was standing out and laughing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Arun and Shukla followed me. I don't know for what they got thrown out. And uh, <laughs> he came out and he said, Are ya, tum jasa log ko bahar bejenge, sir, to hamare kya izzat rahega, you know, like. <laughs> he said, you're all padako, people are getting thrown out. I said, he's too funny for me. I can't take his lectures, you know. Uh, what a accent. And Kodli Vade Matana, that his accent I never understood in my life. So, right. you know, that's another yeah. thing. Yeah. So, that was out. And so, biochemistry was an awful subject for me. uh physiology i don't remember much frankly so mm-hmm. i will leave that now let me come to my friends in hostel apart from these one was annamalar i don't know whether you know her oh, annamalar of course i do yeah i was in malaysia a couple of years ago and i contacted her oh, i didn't meet her so lucky. i didn't meet her i want to meet i want to meet her i want um, to meet her and yes. she has been another uh, unique uh, person i have interacted with in life yeah. know, uh, i'm a hyper person she was that uh, peace ஜிங் she is she She's reminds great. me of a nun you know that kind yeah. of aura you know i uh-huh. get from her she has been really good she always calm me down you know don't get affected this is the way life is and you know philosophical and amazing yeah. uh, wonderful person is to interact with her harpreet bajaj another girl uh, yeah. i i'm not okay. in touch with her but i think she was also from bombay but first year we used to interact a lot I think she's uh, in New Jersey now if I remember. Ah uh, maybe she was in the group so but now my interaction is more as a group kind of an interaction so there's no yeah. one on one. Uh Anuradha Javale now Faltankar. Uh-huh. Ah uh, she was another person I was in touch with. So and Anuradha Javale became my roommate in second year. Oh, now okay. I enter second year Anant uh, went back to Goa. and um anu and I, i decided to separate for various reasons and anuradha javle became my because i moved to another hostel the newer one uh, the pg hostel i wanted to go with an attached bathroom you know so i shifted there so uh-huh. anuradha javle was my roommate there for 3 years and uh, anuradha upalpati stayed back in rc hostel so yeah that's my entrance in second year awesome Uh, yeah. and second i know let me go back to first year i'm just talking about the uh, you know experiences in, in college yeah. uh, first year i'm not finished first year first year our freshers meet was there okay and uh-huh. that's when uh, everybody said no because uh, and in, uh, we had a hostel day na where we introduced so there i sang and people came to know so my ragging got reduced because they realized i could sing well so um, uh, then everybody told me you must take part in the pressures day so we went for this uh, you know there was a lot of that some goa band had come and we were all practicing yeah then enters uh, um i just remember her name i forgot her father's name i think she was patil's daughter dr patil's daughter basanti patil ha basanti patil a very good singer oh, yeah. and uh, she was also uh, singing there that's when i encountered nepotism okay mm-hmm. and uh, 
it was a very very different experience because till then i had never actually gone through all those things and you know this yeah. my take uh, about uh, our college and this i told in the reunion also the first reunion we all spoke okay we all gave a nice uh, speech kind of a thing and i told them that our class was divided into the kannada group yeah or the lingayat group the bombay and etc places group yeah and the delhiites Mm-hmm. and delhi means i'm including all the north indians and everything everybody from that setup so we were clearly divided into three Groups. and the only place where we used to interact were probably the table mm-hmm. table mates and when you're dissecting because we had to perforce we were divided otherwise we were in groupism and yeah. i i very very seriously perceived it see i i just told you my background i'm a south yeah. indian but i was brought up in a cosmopolitan culture so yeah I probably could mentally relate to Anagha more, but my upbringing was more like you all. Yeah. So I was somewhere in between, not yeah. knowing whether I should get into your clan or whether I should remain with Mumbaiites. You know, yeah. I could neither feel like a complete Mumbaiite, neither could I feel like a total Kannada. And there was something very unique about all of you, just like Bengalis and Kerala. Yeah. It's, you know, you get into that uh, Canada group. They all only talk in Canada, and that we all perceive. So it is very difficult yeah. to you know break into that group. This was right. there. You do you agree? This was there in our college in the first year. In our group, in my personal experience was that we did not have it, uh, but I'm no. sure there was in in the class amongst the boys. My personal experience was that we kind of transcended that. in our hostel um in, uh, we kind of yeah we kind of bonded a lot in our hostel um and so we did not have that kind of groupism but there was probably in some kind of layers uh, it was present but i did not personally i did have the group but it was my group but it was not regional or or based on anything else so. yeah no but yeah. Uh, this groupism i mentioned when it comes to functions in the college I'm not talking yeah. about inter- the functions in the college. I can understand. Yeah. So uh, you know. Uh, so because like Avinash you was. You and Kaju were talking about Ganpati yeah. Visarjan. Yeah. I have never attended a Ganpati Visarjan in my college. We were never called. We were never invited. I wanted to say the first thing hit me when I okay. talked. Okay. I can see. I can see what you're had. saying. You know that the people are very sensitive to external. Okay. And everybody agrees with me. And so we kind of yeah. had our own group. We used to go for pictures. We used to go out. to eat so maybe i am very biased in thinking that i was not in yeah, the groupism but i probably you, was but <laughs> yeah see uh, how many how many north indians were there in your group there were in a your few, uh, ganpati never, visarjan in your i don't remember the, specifically the ganpati visarjans as such i do remember vaguely but it was never a thing about in but you you are right there were a lot of people from karnataka um see and the, and the uh, local know, uh, and the local i think group. sumuki Sumuki, yeah. Avinash. I don't know about you. I don't remember seeing you. Teju, uh-huh. yes. Deepali Patravali. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else is there? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think Sunita was much into that, but uh, I wouldn't remember the names exactly. Yeah. But no, I think that, they were yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, so the thing about it is, it's also together. when you're when you're actually left. The problem is, groupism is going to be normal. Um, whenever you have a big group of people coming in and putting like strangers 180 strangers put together yeah it's very hard to know everybody so people will start you know um gravitating towards 
towards something that is common between them and and yeah. culture being the one thing comfort zone which everybody can and it is kind of normal to happen it was not yeah. it's not strange it happens everywhere like for yeah. example you know no, you no, were talking see, about we yeah too, yeah and you know, some things things get yeah, yeah yeah no we no no sensitive about it because yeah. uh we had our own uh, things to do but That's... when i heard tejo's podcast i realized there were a lot of things we missed out on <laughs> yeah. in college and it was almost like we were not part of that whole thing you know she told yeah. how much fun yeah. we had i can see that uh, that yeah. kind of fun we all never had no bombayites and no delhiites also i think had not hey. that you know i had tears over it or anything ha huh? coming back to this pressures uh, thing uh we were all on stage the program was going on and yeah. uh, they made it sure that i don't sing okay the organizing committee or whatever they mm-hmm. were and then it was avinash yeah. who came up and told me i said okay all this practice was for uh, you know it was uh, of no use so let me go back and try and enjoy the program you know why am i standing yeah. backstage yeah. he told me i'll ensure that you sing yeah that is awesome that was my uh, main uh, interaction that was a period i actually interacted with him and he mm-hmm. made sure i sang there was hardly anybody in the auditorium but he made me yeah. sing okay <laughs> so, so i i remember that about avinash so he was a very fair person and yeah, despite yeah. being um, yeah so he was yeah. very inclusive kind of a, he used to ensure that people he used to always keep saying speak in hindi speak in english don't speak mm. in kannada they all can understand right you know? uh, he was always he, to, he was very sensitive he used to keep saying beginning. that so yeah. and i think he was a good public speaker also so yeah, this is what i remember great. of Yeah, Avinash. Yeah, Avinash was very um yeah, no, he he had a, he had a huge impact on a lot of he had a he had a lot of positive impact on on the entire class I would say. Yeah. Saying second year clinics Varsha entered our life. Okay. Yeah. So second from second year she became our and Kamal entered and uh, second year where you know Avinash uh, not Avinash uh, Varsha Kamal Vijayan Arone Akshata Arindam uh-huh. Pedram Yeah. Sukhada, Prasuna, uh, Anuradha Upalpati, Rasik Patel, Neil. Wow. Ha, Rasik Patel, Anuradha. Yeah. Rajiv Tanwade, Shalu Verma. Yeah. Another amazing uh, lady, okay. So it was it was a freako group, okay, yeah. the entire group. That's when uh, Varsha, Prasuna and me got together we used to uh, meet every evening and we used to study in Prasuna's place. okay yeah. and uh, that was my uh, journey in uh, uh, and we all used to go for frequent treats you know anybody uh-huh. does anything frequent treats we all used to meet at pedram's house or you know go out for ice cream or we had a wonderful time the uh-huh. entire batch was like unusual event in second year one was prasuna got pregnant that was yeah. a very unusual event for us because all of us were protective about her and you know yeah, we yeah, actually yeah. seeing a live uh, pregnant classmate and including pedram everybody we went for a picnic everybody was overprotective about her because all yeah. those things and uh one unusual thing which i remember in second year was uh arindam got thrown out because i was laughing <laughs> like he was in front of me and i was laughing at something that professor said as usual so yeah. he couldn't control because somebody continuously laughing behind you you can imagine you you let me smile right even if you're a serious yeah. person yeah so he did that and karke something came out and he said arindam get out yeah so i felt so bad then i went and told the sir sir it was not his fault it was my fault 
because yeah. he laughed okay yeah. and i said you please take him back because uh, it's not right so that was the second time i got thrown out and <laughs> i yeah. sent arindam back in that is one thing which they will never he will never forget in life was his medical uh, clinics you know joglekar joglekar yeah. sir mm-hmm. uh, anjali joglekar's yeah. father i know he was yeah. known to be a very strict uh, clinician so yeah. we we had him we, uh, we had him and he had this very weird habit of coming and standing in front of a bed yeah and uh, that person has to present the clinic yeah and you won't believe <laughs> the entire three months he's come and stood in front of my bed <laughs> three months <laughs> that is really stressful because he's it's very, very probably stressful. one of the most intelligent physicians yeah. i have come across no, no but he was amazing i i he was great i mean he was he was, was a, yeah i think he was really the, he was a know. terror but whatever mm. i learned about medicine was thanks to him Uh, this is uh, uh, he's, he's one person i always remember in college i i think uh, he's Doglekar. yeah he's probably one of the best i have come across no, the in medicine he used to conduct the yeah. clinics and, i mean his uh, analytical approach was was just amazing you know yeah excellent uh, and you know after yeah. that everybody stopped presenting or taking interest in classes because everybody knew that he's going to come and stand in my bed only <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he had the if if you're not ready with your case you have to get out yeah Yeah. So one time, what happened was uh, in a circulation, all my three beds were filled with new cases. So I couldn't yeah. finish it in one hour. So mm-hmm. and there was one very unusual case which I was doing, and he came as usual. He came and stood another bed which I had not even taken the case. I just uh-huh. finished the history, and then I realized that he may come to this case. So yeah. I went running there to take that case. So I went, and then he called me. He said, "Have you got this case ready?" I said, "No, sir." That's the first time I said, "No, sir." Then he mm-hmm. told me, "Get out." I was in. Uh, I I won't say I was in tears, but I was very stressed out. I just picked yeah. up my that file. We right. had this weird uh, yeah, Zipala yeah. file, no, and I walked out. Then he said, "You call her back." Then he said, "You have always presented cases. What happened to you?" Then I said, "Sir, there is this very funny case which I am not able to get a you know a, a hold on what that case is. So I was I got involved in the case, and all my three cases came today. There's yeah. no way I could finish taking the case sheets of uh, you know case history of all three. He said, "Take me to the case," and I had written it was a CNS case. So yeah. you know, each nerve we had to examine. So yeah. Lamba Jora cases they had written finition, and then he just looked at it. He looked at me, and he looked at everybody, and he looked at the case. And you know how he his face changes. He says, "Do you know what this case is?" Till today, I remember the words. You know, mm-hmm. do you know what this case is? He said, "This is Ramsey Hunt syndrome." You should have seen all of us. You know? <laughs> Now, what is this new thing? <laughs> <laughs> no he was he was something else I yeah today remember yeah, joglekar was something else i think he's I probably the most amazing yeah in, i was one of the few people who passed the clinics that uh, awesome <laughs> yeah is <laughs> so, uh, you know thanks to him but i owe yeah, i'm a big joglekar fan because of that yeah. i've seen him in action i i didn't have enough of him because he, he was yeah. not my in my unit but no 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 he was amazing we like, even took yeah. him out for a treat you know to thank was, him and you know people amazing. used to call him my jogi e tera jogi aa gaya so it was very awesome. nice yeah I, so I, let's move on because we need to cover a lot um, yes 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 and okay, if we can so move move to the later part to internship all my medical college stuff was done we took a transfer for internship to bombay six of us mm-hmm. and uh, anaga was my constant companion during internship. even there even, even there even there and okay. uh, there also i had another jogi Joglekar waiting for me. We were ragged. We were treated very badly in KM Hospital. Nobody uh-huh. will tell you all these things. In internship. And, uh, in internship, we were treated. I was ragged for four hours to do an ambu on a dead patient. That was my day one of internship. Oh my god! Okay. And that was my beginning of internship. And I was not allowed to go home for thirty six hours. 
and uh, a lot of bad things we went through anaga was my constant constant support there you know uh-huh. used to finish her work and she used to come we used to do we were really treated like dogs there mm. really really treated like dogs i mean all the interns disappeared and they realized that these we are paying to do an externship so gadha mazuri karne ke liye and see to the culture was different we were mumbaiites but we are basically jnmcites right yeah So yeah. we didn't have a belonging there, and they all knew that we've come from a famous college. So yeah. you know that ragging was there. But the way, trust me, Raghu, at the end of internship, I'm very thankful. I could start a clinic straight away. That was my dream. Wow. Okay. Where did you? What kind of? Um... Right from ABG to pleural tapping to uh, you know putting a central vein to uh, doing an appendectomy. I've done it all. Oh wow. So that was my training because I was only intern. We were the only Doing interns everything. working. Yeah. So yeah. everybody ran away. You had so a lot. Of, I don't yeah. know. I didn't know how was Viber. Probably everybody changed after that uh, experience, and you know we all started working really hard. Yeah. So I was very close to uh, Anagha then, but we couldn't meet the rest of them. Anuradha yeah. Javale, her wedding we all attended. Coming back to after internship, I and Anagha joined uh, Plab coaching. We wanted to go to UK. Okay. So we took plab training. We cleared the IELTS together. We even applied for plab one. We took uh, 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 coaching for that. Uh-huh. But I don't know what happened. Seriously, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, you know, both of our lives took a different turn like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know when she got married to Neil. I was not in touch. Suddenly, I don't know why we lost in touch. Lost contact with each other. Uh, uh-huh. My both sisters were delivering that year, and I was very preoccupied. And you know, my house. uh you know was literally like a maternity ward you know the baby screaming and all yeah. that so i so was very preoccupied and so you are the only the doctor time, in the family at that time only doctor in the family so, so. i got um, uh, very preoccupied with that i started working in a hospital and then cut short all that i went i just uh, saw an ad one day and just by chance applied to a pharma company and there were 40 people okay applying for that job Uh-huh. All these people who had not got PG were, you know, in the, uh, doing some odd jobs and yeah. So I applied for for I went for the job. I said, let me see what this is, you know, pharma company my job, and they gave me an assignment to do, and I did that assignment. And out of forty people, I got selected, which was a very funny thing. Oh, I wow. don't know. Yeah. That changed my life completely. You know, uh-huh. it was a wonderful job experience. I was suddenly traveling everywhere, first class treatment. and staying in five star hotels you know conducting <laughs> gp workshops attending seminars you know yeah. earning really really well and uh, i had my own credit card my dad was envious of my lifestyle you know so two years i worked there yeah. and uh, uh, i had i just reached the pinnacle in my life i feel you know that time i was not in touch with any classmate okay yeah, yeah, my yeah. life you were totally, busy you were you were in a corporate totally life busy. at that time i was like yeah. totally cool. very really good i was handling asthma products and i was a medical yeah. uh, that whole division was with me so you know about ABC, so you moved from doctors. medical practice directly to corporate right so directly to corporate that was so, a, that was a big thing that was, a, that was awesome that was a yeah. very very big thing and i think your attitude absolutely completely so yeah. i got a totally different picture of medicine yeah but uh, and that's when i got engaged mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of good things were happening when of course it has to end come crashing my mother got diagnosed with multiple myeloma at that time at that time oh so, so that yeah. was one big the first time that i one dhakka you know balloon ek panch hota hai na that kind so i was completely lost my family was completely lost and uh, uh, one and a half years she struggled yeah and we have done everything possible i used all my supply i left my job 
I mean, mm-hmm. that was a life changing event because she was really in a bad shape, and she was directly she was a secretary type, so she developed myeloma kidney. Yeah. So we couldn't do much, you know. At that time, it was not a treatable disease. So uh, cut short one and a half years, and that's the time I got married, and mm-hmm. uh, I was not realizing that there was something, some issues in the marriage that I should have probably sat up and noticed at that time. but i was too preoccupied with looking after my mom and uh, she died after one and a half years and i immediately got pregnant with my daughter so i had some issues so i was completely on bed rest so these years i only thing i know is going to hospital coming out of hospital going to hospital coming out of hospital and i have no other memory or recollection around what year was this was this around this was 99 99 99, yeah. 99 okay. she got diagnosed 2000 and she Passed away, and 2000 oh. beginning I got married, yeah. but uh, uh, that phase is uh, a really, really you know tough uh, times. Very, I, you know, you reach a top where you feel yeah. like you. I had to. I wanted to leave because I knew I didn't have much time with my mother. Yeah. So and we didn't want to keep a nurse, and it's just the way we are brought up. You know, yeah. we. Uh, yeah. I understand. It just. Yeah. I just felt that you know uh, why I have to keep somebody. She has done everything for us. You know, right. she has looked after us. I wanted to do it for her. So. I never questioned myself. Probably career-wise, that was harakiri what I did, but I just left it. You know, I just mm-hmm. couldn't deal with it. I'm a very that way a very attached person. So yeah. So that was a big loss for me. And uh, in that depression, I gave birth to my daughter. So uh, she was an uh, you know death followed by an entry of a life. So yeah. But I had not yet grieved for my mother. I never cried because I was the stronger one in the family. I never uh-huh. grieved. I was always taking decisions. for her health wise you know uh, sub protecting my sisters protecting my dad looking after my dad so you forward that my daughter goes uh, becomes two and a half and i never realized that i had married an alcoholic uh-huh. so uh, uh, because i was so preoccupied with my mother's health you know yeah i knew something was amiss and yeah. at the back of my mind it, i was seeing the signs of it but i had no energy to address it yeah and uh, we did i did sit up and start coming out of my this thing motherhood was imminent and then uh, at that point i met halima you know yeah uh, amazing uh, entry in my life she was the one who pushed me to start a clinic she said with so many issues in your life you should start a clinic that's the best thing it is your timings your this thing i said i i don't know that i can i was in a corporate job but yeah. she took me uh, she gave me all the secrets she uh, literally i mean i was amazed she was i till today i'm thankful to halima for that i never thought suddenly out of the blue she just called me you know some people do that they you know it just Amazing. happens at the right moment they call you and she called me over to and her she was very supportive to you help you Extremely find your feet really supportive and she told me how to go about ordering medicines how to go about wow but hunting for a place how to work with a gp for for five months she told me that everything she became your mentor and i was ready she became my mentor even gave you the confidence that's down. awesome because yeah everything okay and uh, so it i started a clinic thanks to halima mm-hmm. i won't believe i was doing extremely well i was mm-hmm. earning around 60 to 80000 a month at that time that's awesome and i had to see at that point i had to earn because my uh, my my husband was not earning much So uh-huh. I had to work, okay, at that time. So I realized that now there are no two ways. I can't go back to a corporate setup after marriage because I had a daughter to care for. Yeah, I was living with my in-laws. The different yeah. expectations from a married woman. So yeah. all those things, and uh, my clinic was doing very well. Now 
you see the pattern in my life. Two years, Sipla, my mother dies. Two years, I ran my clinic, doing very well. My husband died. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, I frankly, Raghu had reached a place where I had no emotion, to be very mm-hmm. frank. And that was so un-me, knowing my background, I had stopped laughing. I had stopped being myself. I was a very serious person. And the, uh, the only thing that people have always commented about my personality was my outgoing and bubbly nature. Mm-hmm. So when that is taken away, then you become a very dull uh, shell of yourself. So, uh, but there was nothing I could do. I have to go through that process and, you know, people from all over, um, I'm suddenly left, I'm sitting with my in-laws. I'm just going to the clinic. I'm suddenly staring at place. I needed therapy uh, mm-hmm. for all this, but I just couldn't get up and go and take it. And, you know, uh, it was just a dull existence. Go to the clinic, come back, see my daughter. And go back to the clinic, come back, see my daughter. This was my existence, you know. And I did weird things like, you know, coloring my hair, different color, which uh, took a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And I started reading books on life after death and all these weird stuff. You know, wh- where do people go when they die? You know? Yeah. All that. That's when my dad sat up. All these years, he was in depression. And uh, this was a big dhaka for him, you know, daughter losing the husband. It's a big thing for a man mm-hmm. to go through. So he was the one, he threw all those idiotic books and he said, you need to get married. And uh, that was like, I just looked at him like this because that thought had never entered my mind because Mm -hmm. uh, it was a rocky path. I said, who wants to, I already have a child. And that's the last thing that you're thinking of when you are so apathetic. Apathy is a word, experiences. It was one thing which changed me, you know, when I was sitting in a clinic and an auto rickshaw fellow, I had all, I was working in a, basically a slum area. Mm -hmm. Auto rickshaw fellow comes, tells me, madam, I will marry you. Mm-hmm. You should not be alone in life. You know, that's when, you know, I don't know what it was of my apathy or what I was going through. You know? Oh, I had four or five men coming and telling me they want to marry me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it was such a weird thing. You know, I said, you, uh, a woman living alone is a very different experience. I'm telling you, uh, especially when you lose your husband. Yeah. You can tend to go through a lot of different uh, experiences, which are not very pleasant. So then I came back and I sat down. Then I just looked at my daughter. And then I saw what she was doing. It didn't happen on the same day, but these two things moved me. She drew a drawing where she drew mother, father, and she cut the father and then she drew herself. Mm-hmm. That's all. She's not talk much. She's not, uh, she was disturbed too. So, you know, different she was ways. like very young as well at that very time. Right? Young. So she two, was three, just three, three years, years old. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I said, I had a wonderful father and my daughter yeah. is going to grow up without the father. So there are a lot of things which happened. And I said, uh, but I, I kind of interacted with a lot of weirdos, you know, somebody whose wife uh, had died mysteriously, somebody, trust me, I mean, nothing can prepare you for this kind of, um, you know, first time round getting married itself is so tough. Second round, second time round, it's not a love marriage. You are, It's an arranged marriage which you are looking right. for yourself. It's not yeah. easy. It was miserable. But uh, I don't know what it was. Bharat matrimony may be put and uh, very, very, very weird coincidence incidents in life my husband he lost his wife in 2004 i uh, march i lost my husband in june 2004 he was a tamil brahmin i am a tamil brahmin he mm-hmm. had got married to a kerala tamil brahmin i had got married to a kerala tamil brahmin he had sons i had a daughter and he was a doctor i was a doctor too i mean you couldn't have found a match better match second time round yeah. than I, I don't know what is that weird coincidence. Uh, I have to just be grateful uh, to life. Uh, we just, uh, 
my sister saw this profile and she said this is too weird a coincidence and uh, he was exactly 2 years older to me and uh, and he said why she said why don't you interact i said three children i mean will i be a good mother will i be able to look after another uh, person's child and he said you also have a kid so it'll yeah. be the best thing for both of you and i i said i i don't think i want to jump from a frying pan into a fire and we started talking and it was like connecting to your best friend i i just cannot tell you how it was he was sad i was sad he was shattered i was shattered and we had so many similar things to discuss and uh, it just happened so uh, we met and this weird thing like we decided to meet uh, uh, i he was he was an army he's a doctor in army uh-huh. so army something i had only heard of i had, didn't have a first hand experience at all with it so that yeah. was a very new thing and my in-laws gave me their blessing because i was living with them i have to uh, ask them they met so me. after your husband's your first husband's was, death you were still I, living with your pay. yeah yeah i was i was continuously living with them i still okay. have a very good relationship with them so yeah and uh, anyway i mean there are many things that i could say about this you know very unrealistic uh, things and i can just tell you one thing that at that period i felt like it was not me somebody else was living my life mm-hmm. i was a very uh, it was a very out of body experience for me ke, you know a person was being brought up with so much of conservative uh, such a conservative upbringing suddenly everybody around me is pushing me to get married and i'm actually getting married a second time now which yeah. even i can't describe what i went through and it's not something that i want it was a leap of it was probably a leap of faith right it was leap time. of faith and i had major to leap of faith. my it was a major leap of faith i had no idea how he is going to be with my daughter i had mm-hmm. no idea motherhood was the last thing that i ever thought that i am going to be generating my whole life towards that's not what we entered medical college thinking that yes tomorrow i'm going to have four children three children mm-hmm. i'm going to be a full time mom that's not what any woman thinks when she is joining a career but um it was a very very tough one year i can't i never want to live this 99 to 2005 in my life Yeah. ever again uh, i almost lost uh, including my husband he was there throughout with me holding my hand in the insanity that we were going through and uh, three kids were the best i would say <laughs> they were the least you know the most innocent uh, of uh, they literally helped us that's a very weird way of seeing it but that's a very they you, helped us when uh, did you get that was remarried what year did you get i remarried? got married uh, 2005 exactly your your after okay. uh, yeah so 2005 we got married and the uh, children my sons were just 1 year old wow. and my daughter was 3 and a half wow so uh, i a... literally like you know i said now let's meet we were very clear ke we since we both were from conservative uh, brahmin upbringing yeah. we couldn't live with each other and he was in the army there's nothing yeah. like living with each other no it's a very close yeah. setup you can't live with each other and try no. out and no yeah but i was somebody his daughter in all right so i had a dignity to maintain so it's not like i can start dating and plus yeah. i'm a mother yeah. it's not easy okay so mm-hmm. i had to literally take their permission i had to take permission from dad i went yeah. i met my husband and i said i want to meet your children and yeah. i want to test myself whether yeah. i'm going to be a good mother i cannot yeah. ruin children's lives it's not yeah. you and me it's yeah. three children involved and I literally you know I took my daughter she was like you no know, dressed up like a barbie doll all pink 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 <laughs> and you know I was also nicely dressed and I was thinking like I'm going to I was preparing 
you know, let's go meet two babies. And poor thing, she had no clue what was happening. Just go along with mummy, you know, wherever she's going. Like, and I enter this room, and I'm thinking I'm an angel with you know white wings. I've come to save everybody in the world. You know, very unrealistic world. Yeah. Okay, and entering, and these two kids. I'm still remember they're wearing that lungot type, you know, and they just <laughs> and then they look at me, okay, snotty uh, nose, and they just look at me like that. And yeah. that expression I can never forget. You know, that's when it struck me that these children. What am I thinking of my loss? These two children have lost the most. Yeah. They have important person in their life. Right. Uh, they. Uh, I mean, you, can you imagine babies growing up without a mother? I mean, no. I just can't imagine it. So I. It was they who helped me come out of my misery. If you understand what I'm saying. So. No, I mean it is. Uh, it's like. It's amazing. I can't describe. I, I never a, thought about it that way. That. It was such know, an uh, life-changing yeah. experience moment. Like I look at two kids; they have lost something irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm crying about losing my mother, whom I knew for 26 years of my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And these guys, these I kids were just her, like. I at least yeah. grew up with her. These kids were like They're one just, or two years and, old. I, Raghu, frankly, that moment, my mind was already made up. I yeah. said, irrespective of whether Karthik is going to say yes or no, I'm marrying him. I want those kids. All the kids. <laughs> for the kids <laughs> so, aren't like, those kids very lucky you know they are like very no, lucky no no i'm lucky i told you they saved yeah. me yeah. they saved me from uh, i don't know what i would have become to be very honest uh, i never thought i would be a person who was going to get suffer who was going to suffer from depression but how old are uh, they now it it would have happened so they are 17 now absolutely wow. <laughs> wonderful wonderful kids i mean like are they twins that. yeah they're twins they're not Amazing. identical but uh-huh. uh, the journey i can't tell you i have never looked back after that day and uh, uh it it was difficult we were not in love with each other let me be very frank i mm-hmm. still don't know what is love but whatever we have i think that was love that can't be anything better than love you know it's not like oh we both love each other we both took one glance at each other no we both went through hell we both went through tragedy that connected us and our focus was very clear we had a very tough time with all in laws trust me they did everything to make us miserable <laughs> yeah yeah i can you know, understand indian, that indian setup you have read my article so you uh, indian setup we grow up with you know indian no all over the world we grow up thinking learning cinderella stories right mm-hmm. so the evil stepmother you know right. the, she comes and she's going to ill treat the kids and all those things and i have was judged everywhere so this is my experience yeah I don't want to go into life events now chronological fashion. What I've learned from my experience, I'm telling you. So my experience is life is a raft. Okay, it's a wild life is a wild river. You're sitting on a raft. Yeah. You and just let it go. You know, just sit on the raft. Try not to fall. If you fall, jump on the next nearest raft, which is what <laughs> we did. We both fell off the raft. We climbed another raft. So that is the way I look at uh, life, and uh, nothing is predictable. and yeah. for me everything i tell you every time i start something within 2 years something happens i don't know what that coincidence is i don't believe in uh, destiny i don't believe in all this rubbish of you know pre planned pre uh, nothing but this weird coincidence has kept happening in my life mm-hmm. anyway my army journey uh, the most important thing is that one year that we were together we had a tough time i he was literally like a devdas he couldn't forget his wife I had a lot of baggage. I couldn't uh, let them go, and I was being judged by everybody. I was having a tough time being a mother to three children and trying to do a good job of it. 
everybody yeah. giving us weird glances like we are in the specimen of the lot in the building we were staying in and army is one of the closest network it's a wonderful thing but history anything always kind of slightly outside out the, of the, the yeah people are curious everybody used so, to watch yeah. me you know how i am treating the kids how I'm exactly them, everyone I'm becomes like, the you know, police person yeah microscope all the time and yeah. you know whether i'm uh, i'm a good mother or if i even don't do that you know uh, that is one of the is. probably the most challenging parts you know people do get remarried but remarrying with kids no no no, no. um uh, is is not easy no, I, because, i have that's yeah. why i always suggest everybody read my article there are a lot of advisory points in that don't do it without counseling it's not a uh, easy path at all marriage itself is not easy remarriage mm. is definitely Even not one of the easier ones one year post yeah. my remarriage i was uh, something was wrong with me i knew that i was not normal and uh, i had no emotions i had no happiness i was not crying only part which was functioning normally was a motherhood mother and mm-hmm. me some because he was depressed i was i won't say depressed but i was certainly ap- apathetic so mm-hmm. i knew that we had need to do something and i told him we need to go for counseling mm-hmm. we are uh, getting too disturbed by external events and especially his parents his in-laws uh, there was a constant mention of his first wife and uh, there were photographs all over and i was using all her things and there was a constant comparison and uh, so called confident i i'm generally a very confident person but you know somewhere that i takes a big, my, that takes a big it, beating it, when you are compared all the time it's a big beating you know she wouldn't yeah. have done this she wouldn't have done that he wouldn't have done this you wouldn't have mm. done that and he was never subjected to it because i left everything yeah and i went to his social circle and his bracket and so it was uh, really miserable and i thought that i'm i told him i'm going to take the kids and i'm going to go away this is not going to work out and then i don't know what he just came out of his depression view and then he said okay we went on a temporary duty to some place we sent the children to the respective grandparents mm-hmm. we took a one month off and we took counseling mm mm-hmm. when he was doing on duty we took counseling we went to a psychiatrist and he just looked at both of us and he said why haven't you taken counseling earlier earlier <laughs> yeah that's probably one of the best things you can do yeah it's amazing that uh, you didn't need it before yeah so uh, that was a very very uh, wonderful experience it literally made us sit down and uh, reorganize everything our, yeah i know uh, it was a very very uh, uh, what is it very uh, organized fashion she uh, put everything down you know i just write down what is your focus and uh, only concentrate on that let everything else go and fall apart that's uh, fine yeah it was uh, uh, it was build your, rebuild rebuild everything from a scratch of, uh, yeah yeah i mean i see when you are uh, a doctor you tend to think that you can not deal with anything you are a super mm-hmm. woman super human none of us are okay it took me some time to accept it i knew something yeah. was wrong i needed to go so she told me she made me draw one circle she said mm-hmm. draw yourself and just name two relationships that is an important point and i said yeah. one is husband uh three she said you can choose three because she got very confused listening to this in law that in law first in law second in law his in law and you know she said, said life time i have not adjusted to my own in laws <laughs> how can you adjust to so many in laws so he said i just wrote my dad my children and my husband she said that's all you need to focus on mm-hmm. and you know the weird thing i was doing is i was never shouting at my sons i was never reprimanding them i was mm-hmm. never doing a thing that a mother would do mm-hmm. i was too nice to them i was always watching my this thing and it took a toll on my health 
so she said you be the way you are with your daughter that's the way you, they need a mother they don't need a perfect headmistress or the one yeah. who's perfectly behaved the way you are with her that's the way you have to be with she i needed somebody else to tell me that you know i needed somebody neutral to tell me that and that changed me completely um, that and, is such a uh, you know that is such a good lesson for everybody you know just everybody, write down uh, write, write I, down the most important relationships most and give importance I, to that i keep telling this why it said this because my podcast should teach everybody something yeah. to learn you know because what we do narrative of my life what we tend to do is how I, yeah how we are perceived by others who don't really others. matter to you and she said um, it doesn't matter what others think of you mm-hmm. you have taken mm-hmm. on a mammoth responsibility of bringing up children so that you have to be happy and normal and if they need reprimanding shout at them you don't exactly. need to hit them but what you do to your daughter do focus that on, focus on focus on what is important uh, everything what else is will important. fall yeah exactly everything else will fall and i just kind of deleted everybody else from my life and another thing she did was she said the strongest ones fall the first and mm. she said you have always thought of yourself as a very strong person so you have never allowed yourself to moan you have mm. not moaned for your mother you have not moaned for the loss of your normal life a normal marriage um the death of your husband or the upheavals you think that everything life will throw at you and you can take it yeah now that's such an amazing yes. story so the she way... said you need to grieve i said i can't cry yeah i i can't cry i said i don't cry i cannot cry so she said i'm going to make you cry and mm-hmm. you won't believe she hypnotized me mhm she's a qualified counselor okay she was not a tantric or anything like that yeah, yeah, she no, did this yeah. hypnotism where i was aware of what's happening Mm-hmm. and she made me open uncomfortable doors literally she made me walk through it she said you have to go back you have to go back and uh, see your mother suffering she said mm-hmm. your brain has blocked it out mm-hmm. pain it has blocked it out so you need to go and you need to open and it was she really suffered a lot so mm-hmm. with the myeloma or before that, that. no myeloma the myeloma myeloma kidney mm-hmm. na lot of really, pain really yeah. suffered, lot of pain lot of pain mm-hmm. and uh, she was in coma for a long time all that so uh, she made me go through that and i she said open the door and say goodbye to your mom you have not said goodbye to your mom i said i don't want to open the door i still remember i was not mm-hmm. unconscious i was hypnotized and uh, she said open the door and wow. i said and uh, uh, i said i don't want to open the door so she said why then she, i said my mother is suffering she said open the door acknowledge it you've already gone through it it's over mm-hmm. so i opened the door and i actually said goodbye to her okay and then i walked ahead and open another door and she said there's a lot of guilt inside you because you couldn't save your husband you couldn't recognize that he was an alcoholic open that door and say goodbye to him also so uh i can't tell you i don't know what happened then i just started crying and i didn't stop crying for one week mm. one whole week i cried and she told me that now your healing will start otherwise you're going to end up in a mental asylum so, i couldn't do it when i was conscious when you were, yeah yeah i no, i i didn't want to accept because i always felt that i'm a very very strong person you know yeah. i used to ridicule people who cry a lot i was very judgmental i was opinionated i was a so called super woman who can tackle anything that life throws on it but actually i could not and yeah. the reason i could not because i was not laughing amazing I, and thanks a lot for sharing that I because you know you're <laughs> your your story is um is is <laughs> it's it's it's, it's uh, unique it's in many ways but story. at the end of the day yeah. a lot of people can actually um 
uh, and you must uh, relate to counseling. You need yeah. to get to a good counselor, not just counseling. You need yeah. to go to a good or counselor. Or at least be aware of aware be of, aware what of actually, what's yeah. wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And she told me that you need to tell everybody that you are crying for a week and keep a lot of towels and just vent it all out. Mm-hmm. You won't believe I literally we were staying in an army mess. I was literally screaming. I yeah. I don't know what was wrong with me. How did your How did your husband take it? No, he also came with me for joint counseling, mm-hmm. and so, so he he knew he, that he he was he was there in the journey for you now. And the weird part was, I thought that out of the two of us, he was a depressed soul, yeah, because he was always mourning for his wife. But you and were she the told one. me it is you are the one who is depressed. Yeah, this was an awakening for me because the person who does who try, I used to always laugh out outwardly. I'm always cracking jokes. I was humorous. I was uh, I was talkative. I was very nice to people. my husband was the one who was obviously depressed is withdrawn but he didn't need much counseling i was the one who needed the grief therapy <laughs> so, yeah no i it's I'm like forever grateful to her because she returned nitya back to me and that nitya was very important to be a good mother and a good wife mm. and a good daughter too you know so i was a changed person completely changed and the children could feel it you know because i was yeah. back i was back with a bag and <laughs> that was what teju is now and that was what i was amazing and that was the change that my sister saw and uh, i had kind of given the responsibility of my happiness on my life life is not responsible for my happiness or sadness it is me who is responsible for my own happiness or sadness not even my husband not even my relationship not even my children it's me exactly. who make myself happy yeah. it's who yeah. it's me who would part uh, it was a long rocky road we went all over the country in army i worked yeah. wherever i could i have picked up a job wherever i could in that journey i met arun and arti yeah. wonderful people i mean uh, i had a wonderful time in agra and uh, and ever since i have not stopped having a good time in my life <laughs> no matter what the problems come and uh, and i started working i got um, diagnosed with uh, it doesn't end there okay but my attitude is different I got mm. diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, uh, mm. st- stage three. Uh, mm. The doctor told me uh, that you have five years uh, for dialysis. You mm. just have five more years, your kidneys will collapse. So that was another dhaka, but I took it in the right spirit. I said, "Okay, fine, bring it on." I was like, it was a challenge with my life, you know. I said, "Now, next, what you're going to throw at me? Let me see." Like, so mm. it's been ten years now since I've diagnosed, and I'm touch wood, I'm still well maintained. I'm still on stage three. Yeah. And my kidneys are working okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I should. I don't know how long, but it's going on. And is that, then is I that secondary? Working. Is that because of diabetes? Uh, no, I don't have diabetes. I had blood pressure because blood I was not venting out. Everything yeah. was internalized. Mm. I was not screaming. I was not shouting. I was not laughing. I was not feeling anything. So yeah. Wow. You me. Know, yeah. And I actually went in to do a psychology course because I was really impressed by this lady, and I said, "I'm going to help people." You know, I'm in this. I'm going to be this angel for other people Amazing. and all that. But I'm too talkative to be a counselor, to be very frank. So I realized my own drawbacks. But it it really helped me. That course, I finished the course, but I'm not a. I don't want to be a counselor. I'm just a friend to people, and I do it without naming myself as a counselor. I just like to talk to people. I like to because Amazing. it was a life changing experience for me. Yeah. Uh, whatever whenever no sometimes just people are drifting apart and they don't know what to how to deal with that situation so you know bring them back on track it's just mm-hmm. a mild push that somebody needs to come back on track sometimes you know you just need the right person with the right attitude to get you back so 
the, that kind of thing things then i went to agra and uh, this unique experience i want to just share i'm just tell going me, to tell me tell me in agra you met you spent agra, some time with yeah, what agra i was having a fight with my husband i said everywhere we go we are meeting only afmc at least from afmc <laughs> afmc 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 i don't meet anybody from jnmc you know i am also mm. from a good college and you know we were just having a we were sitting in an agra club and we were just having we both love to enjoy life and you know mm-hmm. that change him also and we enjoy we enjoy each moment of our togetherness our life our family time everything so it was a very different uh, experience we were sitting in an agra club and with children and i was telling yeah. you if you were to meet my uh, classmates you come to know how much better they are from afmcit and this kind of and that's when i'm sitting exactly you know this is a thing we always quote i'm sitting uh, facing the door the door opens uh-huh. and two people come exactly when i finished my fight with my husband <laughs> okay the door opens and two people walk in okay and i'm looking at them and i said i have seen these two people somewhere <laughs> yeah Arun is very distinctive because I have interacted more with Arun than Arti. Arti, I have not interacted at all. Though I knew she was, uh, she had uh, changed. Arun didn't have a mustache. So I said, I think Arun and Arti married each other, and this looks like them. But I had no clue whether they were in Agra of all the places. Why should I meet them? So then I had a doubt, and I told I told my husband, I think my classmates just walked in. He said, What rubble? <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> AFMC, JNMC now. No. Yeah. <laughs> JNC and my children are very excited you know then i said how do i go and ask whether it's arun you know arun from uh, college then uh, my daughter had this brilliant idea are that's arti there arti i just telling, oh, i was just telling <laughs> that the uh, agra club wala episode do i i yeah oh I, my goodness oh my god i'm missing you Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Nitya, don't get distracted. Tell I us about Agra. Okay, okay, let me finish. Aarti, I'm telling the way we met. Okay, so I'm sitting yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Arun and Aarti walk inside with a group of friends. Okay, and I'm continuously staring at them. You know, I look like this weird uh, female who's you know looking at people. And I'm telling my daughter. You know, all of us were sitting, five of us, and I'm telling my daughter. I think those are my classmates. And then my husband, like you know, he said, "Where you will find your JNMC at here?" You know. I said no, they are my classmates. <laughs> then um, my daughter said, "I had this wonderful idea, you know." So I took the paper napkin, and then I wrote with some funny pen that we had. Are you Arun Sarabhai from JNMC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. And, and yes. she, Adita, Adita got up and she said, "Mummy, yeah. I will go and take it to uncle." So I'm pointing out, okay. By then, Arthi had already got nervous. She didn't recognize me because she doesn't know I me. I really had not recognized her. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't recognize myself. Forget it. Only Arun looked, and my my daughter takes this tissue and goes. No, I saw the whole thing. My husband is also looking. Now just imagine if it was not Arun. How embarrassed I would have got. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he reads this. Are you Arun or Sarabhai? And you should see Arthi's face. You know, who is this girl sending a chit to my husband? Who is sending a chit? You should have sent another. You are my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be shocking then <laughs> that was really a moment it was really and what a moment yeah. it was aarti no seriously i can't tell you moment i think because after that so we, life is like, so wonderful ragu you know the yes, way exactly. we met after that we were the, we were wonderful friends me kartik arun and aarti every yeah, really. 30 will be sitting in the club laughing club <laughs> 
always and nitya you remember nitya i was so happy so vivacious yeah nitya nitya is such a wonderful you know i was just telling ragu human being telling i was just telling ragu that journey Yeah, no, it was so much fun. Yeah, seriously. Really, yeah, I mean, really. I miss. I don't miss Agra for anything other than Arun and Aarti. And for me, Agra is Arun and Aarti. And you won't believe. And uh, literally, you know, Arun. Ah, I mean, batch. Batch. I mean, I can't believe it. And I told finally, you know, to show up to my husband. You saw this is JNMC. See, this is JNMC. This is <laughs> yes. JNMC. I know. And there's such wonderful words, Raghu. You must go to Agra. That was my Maika. That was my Maika, you know. Literally, I used to finish my cooking everything so in the morning nice and rush off to their place. I was supposedly working with Arun, okay? <laughs> supposedly, and we used to go there. Mention any any issues? Yeah. And we used to go there. Arun used to chal chal chal. Let's go shopping, like you know. Arun say, "Hey, boy, come here. Come here. Like this is different from there." <laughs> No, no. We are really very wonderful. I felt so bad when the when she told me she has. Yeah, what is amazing? I was just planning to bring in Arti at this time, and no, it's amazing what you did, Arti. Seriously, you remember the day we met his classmate? Yeah. So you guys are just continuing the chatter from Agra Club. Yeah, we should chat separately. Okay, this is not a part of podcast, but. They had wonderful time together. Well, I'm so grateful that he got posted in Agra. Seriously, yeah. Never forget. And I missed that day. He had a reunion had... also in Agra, Agra, so that was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reunion yeah, was so wonderful. So when the reunion happened, the night when the reunion happened, were you in Agra at that time? We 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 spoke continuously for three days. You know, not uh-huh. cases. She was. You she came. You came two days early. No, Nitya, you came two days early. We came two right? days early. Yeah, Two days early, was not, and initially she was not willing to come, and it was I was specific that Nitya, you have to come. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, because I had yeah. just shifted to Guwahati. So no, without you know? Nitya and so... you, and it's not possible. <laughs> so much. So, the whole so night, Raghu, we were awake the whole night, almost first. Uh, yeah, we were awake almost two nights. Yeah, two nights. The two nights you... we were talking. Really, we? How can we really talk talking. so much? And what you can't right, 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 imagine right, what we right. can talk. <laughs> yeah, But we I, can't even I can, tell what I can, you can talk. I can give it to you guys. You can talk. I never <laughs> knew that you were so talkative. So, that was wonderful. Then we met Shalu at uh, Arunathi's place. Shalu Arma. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was another oh reunion of sorts. My God, it's another mad nutcase. You know, seriously. My God, I, I told you, Raghu, it is Nitya. No, Nitya, Teju, Shalu, Shalu. And they are the noisiest girls of our batch. <laughs> imagine, imagine putting, oh my god, imagine pack putting them energy, all in one room. Pack of energy. Oh my, yeah. my husband had a headache oh. that day, you know. Kartik, I think so. Kartik is really very quiet, but with Arun, he's talkative. Maybe yeah, with, with Arun, Arun, he's talkative. Yeah, Arun, he yeah, really yeah. opened up. Otherwise, he doesn't open generally up, yes. open up. He's really. Yeah, he really used to love Arun. Arun has that quality, you know. He can make the other person feel very, very comfortable. And, he is know, great. He is. He is yes. another amazing nutcase only. I would say. Sorry, Arun. <laughs> is he there? Amazing person. Amazing. I mean, totally different guys. I mean, I can't. The amount of fun we have had, Jabu. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you. Even really? in college, I've not had so much of fun. It was like for me a reprise, you know, college reprise. 
after yes. so many years it was like wonderful we i and arti used to sit and pull arun's leg like a dick and we used to talk so much all so four much. of us kartik would not feel as if he's been left out no because yeah. we used to always share all the jokes and everything all the happen lebanon and that's and, when and that's when kartik also knew that i was such a cheerful and you know bubbly yeah. person in college like that's when he came to know okay oh correct. so going to agra nitya for you going to agra actually gave you another boost because It you started reconnecting so till now you told the story where you had all these struggles and then you actually went through the kind of healing process and yeah. then you landed in agra around yeah. the same time the, when you started reconnecting again no uh, from hyderabad we went to yeah we went to srinagar srinagar se we went to devlali devlali uh-huh. se we went to agra agra yeah. se we went to guwahati guwahati se we went to gwalior and from gwalior we are retired so this was my journey so agra we met arun and arti guwahati i met raj mm-hmm. raj changakoti yeah so amazing. though yeah. i could only meet him twice but yeah. uh, the four years span but uh, wonderful person his wife also he also the way we connected but we met only once i don't yeah. know why it happened he was busy we were busy even though i was there for four years he was either outstation or i was out out of station and he never I... came for reunion also but i would have liked to interact more with them that uh, yeah and but dagu uh, always wish that they should be again posted back to agra agra <laughs> now we are out of the should be back to agra yeah really journey <laughs> now we are finally settled in pune my husband has left the army now he is in a lookout for a job and uh, i have no clue what i'm going to do i'm enjoying my life thoroughly as a mom as a wife Uh, I'm doing terrariums yes. now, and I'm sleeping a lot. I'm what cooking. is terrariums? I'm having fun. What is terrariums? Terrariums. I'll send you pictures. It's uh, terrariums is a mini landscape. I make artificial uh, terrariums. It's mini landscape inside a bowl or a jar. Raghu, you know she's oh, wow. a very good artist. You I know. I know. Love. I know that she learned Veena, Mrudangam, ah, she is a very beautiful dancer. Butterfly. Yeah. So, yeah. So now it is me. now. Now, Nitya, you have to start. You hey, know now they have to post a dance. Are you the posting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to start dancing. Mera karega seriously. Yeah. Hey, let's have a reunion again. I yeah. think. And yes, Madhavi. Madhavi was another Chala, person I connected yeah. to when she wanted to get married again. You know that was another person I connected. Once I went to Belgium, I connected with Sunita. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, she yeah. was going through a lot of yeah, troubles. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes. like I said, that counseling really helped me. You know. so it helped yeah. me be there for people in different different ways you know arti how we also used to keep connecting with different issues yes, in our yes, lives yes 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 uh, it's so nice Full you know you just vibes, you gel know, with people you're all really. so yeah yeah i mean see arti was also down at that phase she had not practiced in her life so when yeah, she saw yeah. me and then you know she also realized that yes everybody goes <laughs> to i am not ashamed of the fact that my career or whatever non existent career or career wherever possible i have worked it's not that i have not worked but that is not my primary goal i feel my greatest achievement is i have an absolutely psychologically normal family and arti that's can true that i can really you it's unimaginable that is what i achieved so Yeah, unimaginable so they beautiful they didn't even know that uh, these things had happened and family were, yeah. blended family and, and, and that, that is what i want i sure. want to reach that so nitya if you can actually sum it up what made you what is the thing that was the most important to actually 
help all these five lives you could rebuild yours your husband's and the three kids what was it that actually helped the most don't uh, say so- counseling but you know, it's like positive even i yeah positive and very very natural she is such a beautiful you know her the way she thinks the way she thinks about your psycho, psychology psyche of the kids and everything she has balanced it so well she has gelled it with everyone with the kids husband beautiful such a balanced and such a i can't i mean i don't have words to say this so Raghu, you should meet a family no, no, Raghu, see, for example, i should ஆமா <laughs> Oh so I can't even shout that that part at you no you didn't give birth to me yeah no, no. <laughs> you know, i really it's not, thing. it's not like a, uh, it's a it's a very nice way to deal with everything that is the way you have to there is no uh, secrecy some things it's not like it's not discussed no 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 don't talk about that don't yeah. uh, do this everything is discussed openly no, so so you would say that it was that kind of openness and being open minded and accepting of each other's weaknesses and vulnerabilities that probably helped a lot no no they are, we we keep joking a lot they say yeah. everybody has got one set of grandparents or how many grandparents will we have you know every day we're talking to one set of grandparents uh-huh. so you know That's awesome. and the way they fight with each other the way they talk to each other the way they uh, and it's so wonderful when they come and hug me and call uh-huh. me mummy and I can't describe that feeling of you. I mean, it just cannot be described. That yeah. was the journey that in my entire life, it's not that I'm an MBBS student. It's not that I was a good daughter, nothing. It's just, it all comes and stands here for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I have passed the exam. Yeah. I am very successful in my life. I've, you don't ask me where my career went. I have worked here, there, I've done, uh, my resume goes on like this. Some days I've not worked, some days I've worked. I've had hair. health issues everything but now i have one one advice for everybody with my end of podcast i'm just want to say to everybody nothing is permanent but change people mm-hmm. will all leave and go either they will leave or they will die it's it's going to happen to you and me yeah is this journey that is important you know and how we i think what what do you said what your um counselor uh, help you uh, just uh, just a uh, fast hike that's my son manas hey hey how are you <laughs> hello 12th now but wow. i'm come here you're uh, not identical hey how are you <laughs> nice meeting you hey say hi yeah, hello hello how are you yeah, what's your I'm name fine how are you i'm padam padam and your brother's name is what what's your brother's name i'm so sorry manas மனசாயிட்டு <laughs> 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 
Oh my god, exactly. He looks like Karthik. Shooter Karthik. I am the shortest here now in the house. I can and you must be taller than you and Karthik. Yeah, yeah. Now all the dabbas on the top floor they only have to remove and give me. <laughs> Yeah. She awesome. always takes everything in her life in a very positive way. That's the best quality of Nitya. Mhm. In a positive way. Everything you are laughing at. Whatever it may be, she takes in a positive way. No, so, I can I vouch on this Nitya. Yeah. So yeah. Ma- Manas Manas and Padam what, what is the most irritating quality about your mom? Because it's been always good things that is said about her. No, I'm talking about irritating quality. <laughs> Persistence can, can be, be irritating. irritating to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah to, the to, them, to the kids. To the kids. Yeah, to the kids. She always expects us to eat on time. Ah, if you're right. doing something important, she'll like come to eat. You tell her no, I'm busy. She'll call you until you come. You know, she'll not stop. <laughs> Mom-like quality. Because something <laughs> has to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Persistence, so nice. Yeah.